Hello and welcome to Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and you are listening to a free preview of today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sharp China. I'm Andrew Sharp, and on the other line, Bill Bishop. Bill, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, Andrew. Good to see you. It's been a few weeks. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's uh, hard to believe it's already almost the. Uh, it already is the third week of August. Yeah, it's good Fourth to be week, back. You know, our podcast Beidai Hub break is over now, and uh, we'll just get back rolling here. How was your UK vacation? Uh, it was not really a vacation. It was kind of, you know, it was a college visit for our kids. So it was it was fun. Um, but a lot of no no line by the beach. We we were on the move, I think, five of the nine days we were there taking trains to various places. Um, but UK is nice. Uh, I don't know why people say it rains there. It rained like the first morning and it rained all the way to the airport. Otherwise, it was sunny and beautiful. It was great. The photos um, you were posting on Twitter were gorgeous. Um, yeah, no, it was gorgeous. Uh, even even we went up to Edinburgh and Scotland and St. Andrews. And, uh, you know, I don't know why these golfers complain about like the weather at St. Andrews. There was like no wind and it was beautiful. It's like, yeah. uh, it's just making excuses, right? No, just get, we have whatever, for whatever reason, we got really lucky with the weather. Um, and I did get to pay a visit to the, uh, the Fu Xiaotian Garden at Churchill College at Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, uh, mistress of, uh, alleged mistress of the former foreign minister. And it is a very strange little garden. That's all I'll say. And do you think that it, perhaps, uh, played a role in, in the recent events we've seen here? Well, I would argue that there were, there are two sort of scholars rocks in there that look kind of weird and not totally right. And it's quite possible that they're sort of bad rocks placed incorrectly. And so the feng shui is bad. And so once she created it, that basically changed her luck and anyone who got close to her. That's right. Well, I'm still very I am joking, early. although although my mother-in-law doesn't, would, would say that that might be true. But anyway, we'll just go with it. No, it's perfect. And I'm extremely early in my feng shui education, but I feel like that's a, a good little entree to the world of feng shui for me. Um, yeah, but it was the whole thing was it was very strange. And, and, and uh, I, when we were there, we were the only visitors. Uh, I'd had dinner with somebody in, in London a couple of nights before who had been up there too recently and who said that they ran into like a, a master who asked him, do you have any idea why all these Chinese people keep coming to the garden? So so it is it is kind of a it's a little bit off the beaten path, but it does seem to be getting a fair amount of uh, Chinese visitors who want to go see the now famous or infamous garden. But it's not named after her, right? Yeah, it's the Xiaotian Fu Garden. Somebody, you know, it's unclear who donated it, what it costs to donate a garden behind a residential house at a college at Cambridge. But somebody donated some money to have this garden created. And uh, when it was unveiled, folks from the London embassy attended, including a junior diplomat named Qinggong, who was there when she was there unveiling the garden. So the, the whole thing is just kind of bizarre. Oh, my God. I thought it was just sort of a funny coincidence and an inside no. joke. Um, that is so much stranger. So there you go. The the Qinggong story gets a little bit weirder with each passing week. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, well, my takeaway from your UK vacation was uh, prior to your haggis experience, I don't think I ever would have tried haggis but it's delicious i take your endorsement seriously yeah. you know and, and if you ever had a hot pot in beijing it's basically you'd have the same thing at a good hot pot meal just okay. packaged differently there so, you go i thought well, it was great i had it twice yeah i was very impressed i i've got to check it out um i also found myself wondering whether i should have just gone to college in the uk but 
In any event, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself over there. The pictures were great. And we've got a lot of ground to cover on this episode. As usual, for future shows, you can send questions to email at sharpchina.fm. But Bill, I want to start with news that surfaced about an hour before we came on to record. Bloomberg reports Chinese President Xi Jinping skipped a business forum in South Africa where he was scheduled to deliver a speech, sending Chinese Commerce Minister Wang Wentao instead. The leaders of Brazil, India and South Africa on Tuesday all addressed the event, a prelude to a BRICS summit in Johannesburg. Russian President Vladimir Putin delivered a pre-recorded video message. He missed the gathering of emerging market powers to avoid an international arrest warrant issued by the International Criminal Court. It wasn't immediately clear why she changed his plans. He attended a lunch hosted by South African President Cyril Ramaphosa shortly before the forum. Um, Bill, do you have any thoughts on, on what's going on down there? Uh, it's strange. Uh, no idea why. It is a, uh, a couple of things. Um, one, he, he obviously went to South Africa and he had meetings beforehand and he was scheduled to attend this event. Other leaders did. And so it is, it is noteworthy that he suddenly you know, had the Minister of Commerce read out something in his place. Right. Um, what's been interesting, right? We've had this beta hill break. You know, we've been off. And what's interesting is usually they start reappearing around the 15th or 16th of August, and you had a standing committee meeting to talk about the floods and recovery work and prevention of ongoing floods, uh, I think on the 15th or 16th. Um, but you never actually didn't see any photos or videos of Xi Jinping until today. Mm-hmm. Um, the premier and other leaders have appeared since the 15th of August. Of August. Um, and normally you would see Xi um, sooner after the return from the beta high break, so beta hill break. So it was a little bit like kind of seemed a little funky, but you know, you just never know, right? It's such a black box. Um, then, then add on this today where he doesn't attend a meeting that he's supposed to attend and all his counterparts are attending. And you just kind of got to wonder, um, I mean, there's another wave of COVID. Did he get sick? Was he something going on? Is that why he was sort of, his appearance was delayed after beta? Huh? What, what else is going on? We just don't know. But again, one of the themes of this podcast is, um, you know, things are so opaque and getting even more opaque that, you know, you're just left guessing what the heck's going on. And the images we've seen of she are she in South Africa, right? Like I saw him yeah. on a tarmac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, he's, he's in there. South Africa. He's there. There have been some close ups. He's had a he got he had a lunch. He had a ceremony. He got a I forget the exact term. I don't want to say award, but he got, you know, some special thing from the South right. African president. He, he was fed um, so in he's, the no, South he's African absolutely there. press. A newspaper yeah. had this giant photo of Xi Well, he run, I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, he, he usually in advance of a state visit, he will pen an op-ed or his people will write an op-ed that appears in the sort of the major newspaper newspapers of the countries he's visiting. So he's doing this BRICS summit as well as an official state visit to South Africa this week. I think he's supposed to be back in Beijing on Thursday or Friday. But again, his, you know, maybe he's tired. I mean, but everyone, you know, Modi showed up from just as far away or almost as far away. And, you know, it's it's just it's a little strange for him to arrive and then suddenly just miss this meeting. But I mean, things happen. So we yeah. don't know at this point whether it really matters. It just looks kind of weird. Yep. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something. We'll see what happens. Um, this podcast records Tuesday afternoons to post Wednesday mornings. And I wonder whether there will be more clarity by the time this posts on Wednesday morning. Uh, for now, we can shift to the story we planned to lead with originally. And for this one, I would normally read a news story to provide context for people. But there have been too many news stories to choose from over the past week or so. So I'll read some headlines. 
First from Bloomberg, China's hidden financial dangers erupt with shadow bank crisis. And then the Wall Street Journal, China's 40-year boom is over. What comes next? NBC News, Biden calls China a, quote, ticking time bomb over economic problems. New York Times, China suspends report on youth unemployment, which was at a record high. Financial Times, China's whack-a-mole economic playbook leads to confusion. And then the New York Times again, how will a Chinese financial crisis impact the world? So to start, Bill, uh, what do you think of all the attention that's now being paid to the structural challenges that China is facing? It feels like there's been an awakening of sorts, and I can't tell whether all this is in response to new information or lots of people acknowledging structural issues that have been trending in the wrong direction for a while. Uh, uh, the hedged answer is all of the above. Um, mm-hmm. There are there's sort of a cyclical pattern where um, there's almost a bipolar approach to the Chinese so views of Chinese economy where it's either boom or bust. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been through multiple cycles where, oh, my God, it's going to collapse. And then, of course, it doesn't. Um, I think this time, though, there are a few reasons to sort of explain why it's happening now specifically, but also maybe why it's it's a bit more serious than in some of the previous cycles. All right. And that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive full episodes of this show, you can do that in two ways. First, you can go to sinicism.com and sign up for Bill's newsletter, which will also give you access to all of our Sharp China shows. Or if you want to receive all our Sharp China episodes, along with daily analysis of the tech business from Ben Thompson, several other podcasts about technology, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come, you can click the link in your show notes and subscribe to Stratechery Plus. 